Hi, y'all. How was you doing? Quick check-in, quick check-in. Hi, mom. Quick check-in, quick check-in. Um, how is everyone? Are you drinking your water? Are you... I'm good, Xavier. I'm good. I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm living, smiling, uh, connecting with friends. Hi, mommy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm beautiful. I'm wonderful. Uh, taking every day. Um, but yes, welcome in. I'm glad. Uh, hopefully, we have some more people coming. Um, let me actually let me send other people the link. How about that? Because you know, I didn't even do that. Um, but yeah, let me uh, oh shoot, hold on, echo volume three, echo play smoking out the window. Give y'all some, some music. Must have spent 45, 45, and Tiffany. I know y'all like this song. Uh, uh, get into it. <laughs> Get into it. Uh, period. Yeah. Oh, that's How many of y'all know what that means? <laughs> Anybody ever got you so tight? You just like, God damn! <laughs> now I'm smoking out the window. <laughs> Fuck you and the bitch. Ooh. Waiting for some more people to come in. I wanna die. I'm weak, mom. <laughs> you beat people up. It's good to know. <laughs> Not barefoot in these streets. <laughs> that man was over her shit. 
He said, I hope we outside in the rain, no socks on. Tetanus shot that ass. I was definitely supposed to call my cousin back earlier. Shout out to her who has been keeping up with me for a little while now. Um, she she's honestly like a much acts much more like an older sister, um, and that's nice to have. Something a little different about having an older sister versus an older brother. Like my brother has always been a very much a protector of me. Um, However, having someone who's an older sister, it's just a different kind of love. So, I very much appreciate my oldest cousin for all that she does and checking in with me very, very much. Okay. Well, I feel like I've sent it to as many people as I would like. Cause honestly going down this list would take me forever I would literally be bombarding people with this podcast um, and I will not stop so I'm apologizing less for my creativity um, these days especially because it's a major part of my healing at the moment so I shall not say sorry instead I will say thank you Come on down. Alright, last one. Alright. Okay. Yes, love her. Love you. That's one. That's my that's my girl. Anywho, so thank you all for being here. As you know, <clears throat> we like to get into it. So today's topic is loyalty to who? Um, and I came about this uh, subject today because I was thinking about, you know, my recent breakup and just how I felt like I continuously, I felt like in my recent breakup, I just continuously was trying to choose ways to navigate my breakup that honored my previous partner versus really honoring me and my feelings. Um, I didn't really take a lot of time or space to always think about me first. I always thought about me in relation to, or rather that person in relation to me and how things would affect us versus how things would affect me. Um, and I, it got me on this journey of just thinking about like, how many times do I actually, when I make a decision or when I, um, what's the word, 
thinking of something to do or whatever the case may be. Um, how many times am I making the decision out of loyalty? And I say in air quotes, loyalty or respect to whatever that person's going through or how they might receive something or process something versus how I might see it, feel it, digest it, yada, yada, yada. So I had wrote in my journal, hi G, um, I had wrote in my journal. Also guys, I'm I'm casting, hi James, I'm casting on Green Room and I'm also live like videoing on Tammy. So it's a lot. Um, so hopefully everyone can hear me. Um, and hopefully y'all can also be my eyes and ears because I'm going to have to bounce back and forth between both apps so I can check the, um, comments and stuff so I can address everybody's thing. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about loyalty and what that means and what it looks like and it's multifaceted ways, um, and uses that we, that it's represented in our lives. We're going to talk about K. Michelle's first, well, one of the first albums I've ever listened to from K. Michelle called Anybody Want to Buy a Part. It dropped in 2014, and I was screaming my little lungs out of Hollywood Woods. I was screaming my little lungs out when I first heard this album, um, thinking just, you know, damn, that girl got some pipes and listen to her sing these songs. Um, but, and today now being 25 and, you know, this, this coming out, what was that, like, six, seven years ago, oh yeah, like seven years ago, six, seven years ago, um, now actually relating to that song and uh, having it <clears throat> really speak to me now with uh, the things that I'm going through, um, and then also talk about, hi Denise, um, and also talk about gay men and safe spaces. Um, what that looks like, um, because it was something that was on my mind, and I'm not too, uh, I'm not too understanding of what be happening in, in those spaces, to be perfectly honest. Um, I've encountered some interesting, and I mean interesting, conversations between gay men and other men who I assume are supposed to be their friends, but the conversations don't sound too friendly. So um, we're just going to get into all that tonight on uh, Ignoramus. Um, I have a special guest, wonderful person um, here with me today. Um, I, of course, I'll let him introduce himself. Um, uh, but I'll just say a couple things before he does. Um, uh, he is just someone who has helped shape the person that I choose to be. Um, he is someone who has had major um, beautiful and beautiful influence over just my growth. Um, you know, I, I definitely would call him one of my greatest friends, someone, the family to the deepest extent, you know, I ride hard, hard for my niggas. <laughs> um, <laughs> but oh yeah, I just love this person so much. Hi Marcus. I love this person so much. Have so much respect for them. Um and so it is my beautiful friend and partner in crime. Um now on my neck of my old neck of the woods in New York, New York. Um my greatest friend Stanley. Um thank you so much for being here and conversing with me today. Uh, you know, introduce yourself to the people, let them know who you are, what you got going on, and yeah. 
Okay, first of all, what you're not gonna do is wear me out like that. Like, don't don't be trying to get me emotional. Like, don't be trying to like just trying to come here and talk. I'm not trying to cry. Like, thank, I, I love you so much. I love you so much, Kareem. I love you too. Hi, hi, y'all. Um, my name is Stanley. Um, um, yeah, like I, I just, you know, I just came here to talk. I, I love, I love Joy so much, and uh, I just want to contribute to the conversation. And I'm here on the East Coast of New York um, pursuing acting and just trying to get into those things. So, yeah, let's 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 get into it. <laughs> let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it. Period. Hi, Giselle. Hi, Dredd. Um, yeah. So let's just jump right on in. So loyalty. Um, I like I told you all last week, I'm big on definitions, um, at least. I'm trying to be big on definitions and give y'all the exact, uh, you know, exactly what loyalty, excuse me, exactly what loyalty, excuse me, Jesus, means. Uh, I'll give you the Google definition, but I also feel like Urban Dictionary might have a definition that they like too. So we're going to look that one up first. I mean, second. But the definition of loyalty from Google says, the quality of being loyal, a strong feeling of support or allegiance. So, if you feel like people say they're loyal to you, and but you don't feel supported, that might not be what you want. I, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. Some people say they're loyal, and you just be feeling like you're hanging out to dry. So, you might want to recheck that. Um, okay. Now I'm gonna look up the version of loyalty from Urban Dictionary because I know some people <laughs> got something to say on that website. All right, let's see. So, loyalty to Urban Dictionary says making something or someone a priority and doing so in small and discreet but meaningful ways. Staying true to someone or something, even when other things call attention, a mm. way of showing support for a person or a thing. Um, I think I really like Urban Dictionary's definitions a little better. Um, yeah, me too. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the idea, hi Tara. Yeah, the idea of I really like staying true to someone or something, even when other things call attention. Uh, I think it's so easy to get distracted in the world that we live in these days. It's so easy to, for other things to call our attention um, that we are easily or can be easily swayed or strayed into something else. And we don't really take the time to honor or stick to what it is that we have. Um, we preach a lot of, in our world today. I feel like this idea of having it all or trying to obtain it all. Um, and I think that's also really big within our community just because we've been taught to feel or move as if we're always so limited or that we will always be limited um, that we don't take the time to move out of that, that we don't take the time to allow ourselves to also just, uh, what is it called, digest and appreciate what we have. Um, and, and being loyal doesn't necessarily mean have to be meaning have to be stuck, but it can mean taking the time to understand and honor what you have going on. 
So um, that's how I would like to see it personally. I love that. Yeah. I'm just um, thinking about. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. No, no. I was, thinking, I was thinking about what you said earlier, and I thought that was such a uh, interesting point about like your ex and how. Because I, I think I can relate in the same way. Um, me, we're both having like these breakup moments of reflection and like healing. And I think in the breakup, like you, even even despite how it ended or how you feel things may have been, or the part your partner may have done things a little little, little shady, but um, but you're just like wow, like I still have a certain, and I'm I'm very like that. Even with people who I no longer associate with, I have this understanding like okay, what we had at a point in time was special and unique, so I still want to honor it and hold space. In certain places, so I'm so I'm not going to truly react how I want to because I'm trying to still, in some ways, protect that person. And I think mm-hmm. that that's just um, that's a that's a really unique way to look at it, as opposed to what you said about how we first must be loyal to ourselves and be like, you know, like how am I taking care of myself first? And um, because I'm I'm a human and I'm I'm having a human experience, so. I have to make sure I honor myself, but I think, yeah, we do get caught in this like loyalty thing because you can be loyal to another person and it's very valid, but at at the end of the day, at what cost, like you being loyal to somebody else is not being honoring yourself. So you have to, I feel like there's a a interesting balance in play, you know? This is very true. I, I agree. Um, you know, Not that I, you know, I'm trying to gather how I want to allow myself to see this and view this for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to place judgment on wanting to or having wanted to get back with my ex or leaving Mm -hmm. the door open for her, Um, (laughs) you know. Um, And at the same time, I do want to be very real with myself with, you know, just saying like she chose another person, Mm -hmm. like she chose to walk away and that is okay. You don't have to stay here because you leave the door open or because you have hope or whatever, like Mm -hmm. your loyalty should be to you. Your loyalty should be to you asking yourself the questions. Okay. What's next? because it's fine you know I genuinely feel like it is fine if you decide you know whether a person chose somebody else or whether a person is not going the way you think it is whatever and you say I don't care that's my boo I'm I'm gonna love them for life hey if that's what you want to do girl you go ahead and do that boy you go ahead and do that Mm -hmm. and what are you doing that exemplifies choosing yourself right now Because in that meantime, in between time, how can you still choose someone or something or be loyal to someone or something and it's not being loyal to you? It's not choosing you. It's not with you despite all whatever, whatever. Bye, girl. (laughs) 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 Stanley has a friend over and she's leaving, so I I wanted to say bye to her. but yeah, how do you continue to choose and be loyal to something that honestly is really not your choice to choose? It's not an option. 
rather. Mm-hmm. It's not an option. Because um, I remember one of some of the last things I said to my previous partner was that, you know, I choose you. I still choose you. Mm-hmm. I love you. I believe in yada, yada, yada. Um, and then, again, even in those moments, even now, I don't think that was stupid. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I have to remind myself, okay, but what does that look like for you? Because because now, okay, that's all said and done. You're still by yourself. Like you you're, you're still not the one that's been chosen. Okay, mm-hmm. you're you're still not the one that's actively in this thing. You know. So how do you make space? Thank you, Kristen. How do you make space for you? And so I had written down. Um, I had written down today, uh, who are, who are we loyal to? Um, and what I had journaled was, and I'll just read it straight off the page. Um, I had said, I was taught to follow the dopamine. You follow who and what made you feel good. At a certain point, my brain and heart became attached and focused on the who. So at a certain point, the what's didn't matter. It didn't matter that I like theater. It didn't matter that I, I like to sing. It didn't matter that I like to read books. It didn't matter that I like clothes. It, didn't ma- it only mattered who I focused on, who I was attracted to, who would give me the attention, who would reciprocate all of this energy I was putting out because mm-hmm. that made me feel valid and valuable in just my existence. And so I push, 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 push to be in that space. Um, And so the second thing I wrote after that was, so who are we loyal to? Where are we included? And when when I focus on that who, when was I included in that who? And, um, And then the next part I said, how do you detach yourself from these behaviors that you consistently know no longer serve you? I know that I can no longer function with my 14-year-old mind and heart or my 8-year-old mind and heart. So how do I actively and consciously create new behaviors or start to walk away from old behaviors so that I can serve myself, so I can be loyal to myself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And the next thing I wrote was, I'm not sure. <laughs> I literally wrote that I am not fucking sure. <laughs> when someone knows, please tell me. Um That's every day is a struggle. Every day. Um and I specifically wrote, which is actually the part that I highlighted, which we can talk about, um, because I don't want to read all this. I wrote a lot. Um, but specifically I said, I'm not sure. Every day is a struggle between judgment and truth. I judge myself for talking pretty much oh sorry i judge myself for feeling pretty much anything i'm working to address and feel my feelings and simultaneously i'm fighting with my truth mm. so it's a struggle between allowing myself to feel what it is that i need to feel and address it and also not judge myself for needing and wanting to feel these things because I have a desire to feel all the pain, all the confusion, all the the mixed messages so that I can understand what they're rooted in because when I allow myself to find the root, I allow myself to replant. 
I allow mm. myself to rip up whatever it is that I think isn't working, isn't the right thing, isn't what I wanted, and stand firm and plant myself in the new idea, the new root, the new plan. Um, but to get to the root, there's a whole lot of digging. And the digging process is so freaking tiresome. And I'm just here half the time like, God, another thing? Like, another thing that we found out here? I thought I was okay. Like, why am I so messed up? Like, geez, you thought that too? And it's just like, damn, could you could you back up off me for a bit? Like, just a little bit. You know? Wow. So, how do you... Hi, Shanta. How do you how do you address that? How do you uh, or how do you allow yourself to be open to that? Um, Stanley, you're welcome to say something. If anyone in the comments wants to say something, please um, raise your hand or type or whatever. But I would love to hear anybody's ideas. Um, that is such a, a really, really, really good. <laughs> it's it's a valid point like wow like you especially when it comes to like the idea of like doing the work because one thing that I realized too is that as much as um somebody you know how we because you know one thing that I've realized as I'm getting older is that like there takes it takes two people to do anything and even if somebody does you wrong or um Whatever the case may be, you feel it didn't go a certain kind of way. You have to be honest about kind of echoing on what you said, but you have to be honest about your part and how what, what you played into it. Mm-hmm. And so that means you have to dig deep and you have to be like, wow, like, like what is it? What what is it in in me that allow me to stay longer or to even if you do have genuine love for them, like. Be like, wow, what 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 is it in me that allowed me to tolerate that or to stay with that? And why why am I not okay with um not having their love? But I need to you know, and respecting my boundaries. And so I think when doing that internal work, um a lot of the times you realize it, it helps you to like get out of the victim mentality. Like not not saying that what they did wasn't wrong or how they went about it was not impactful. But again, like we all play a part in it. And once you start doing that inner work, you're just like, you 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 do like, wow, like another thing, there's something else, there's something else. Like, but you have to, it's it's such an interesting, um, it's such an interesting look because you are you have to balance that like I have a lot of things that I need to work on, but at the same time, not judge yourself for 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 being human and 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 having those things, and you wouldn't know that you needed help with these things unless you went through some of the the negative things. So it's 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 a really interesting balance. But I do um I was looking at your what your mom said, and I think that can I just read it because I I think she she worded it beautifully. When your loyalty, yes, please do. I might have heard her speak, but I'm like, how you got to oh, type on the speak? Can she speak? You want to speak? Can, I don't know what she doing right. Ma, ma, come on up here. If you want to say something, thank you. Okay, go ahead, ma. <laughs> ma. My bad. I was on mute. I apologize. Lord, the technical. Okay, go ahead, ma. Don't do it. 
What do you want me to do? Read what I wrote or just say what I You can read it. You can say it. Just go ahead and share. Um, Well, I was saying that um, when your loyalty isn't to you first, that um, it's easy to place your entire worth, your entire identity becomes that other person. So much so that when y'all break up, um, you don't know who you are anymore. And you're you're left to sort of refining yourself. Um, which is hell because <laughs> up to the point that y'all aren't to, aren't together anymore, you have been nothing but whatever you thought this person needed you to be or whatever you thought um, would make that relationship stick. Um, and then I, I also said that we are taught as backwards and I have to include myself as one of those teachers. Obviously, I'm your mother. Um, and I did raise y'all to put other people first because that's what I thought we were supposed to do. And um, it's wrong. <laughs> it's like, if we don't um, value ourselves um, enough to not do that, when you put other people first, you are literally stealing from yourself. So you're really not giving them shit. You're really not um, able to honor that type of commitment because you're losing you. You're giving up you. You're putting yourself on the bottom. You know, when we watch families where you've got um, parents who who sacrifice everything for their kids, and that's a noble thing to do. And, and sometimes it pans out in, in great ways. But a lot of these people end up dying young or dying from some diseases or whatever because they extended themselves beyond what they really had to offer. They pour from emptiness and then there's nothing left of them. And the kids are gone and the husband left and they're just, you know, and I know people like this, you know, and again, it's not that it's not noble to love others greatly and to esteem others higher than yourself for a period of time or a particular thing. But when you do it to the, to the degree of self-depletion, then what's, who are you when this person is gone? (laughs) You're nothing. And so who were you, who were you really loyal to? And what did you teach that person you were with? That that's what they should expect from the next person. Then everybody's on a, on a road to self-destruction really. So, um, yeah, I said a lot, but the bottom line is you have to be loyal to you first before you can dare pledge any allegiance to anyone else. Wow. So, <laughs> so, oh my Come God. Come through with a word. <laughs> yes, um, break that down. I, very, right. I very much agree, you know, not that just because she's my mom, um, but I mean, because I think about, you know, actively I'm thinking about like, you know, who was I when I was within my relationship with my previous partner? And then I also think about like, who was I before him? Like, it's very difficult, like it's literally difficult for me to remember who I was and how I functioned before mm-hmm. I got with my previous partner. There are often times that I sit and I'm just like, did I, was I strong before? Like now I question all of the things that I can remember about mm-hmm. myself. And I'm like, was I strong before? Was I always just, you know, following in this pattern? Did I always just have like, you know, this, you know, jaded or whatever idea of like what loyalty or friendships or relationships were. Um, and it's, it's really, difficult sometimes for me to know again the way I like to say it is what was mine and what was theirs 
um, and to also kind of just feel saddened by the idea that when I was with someone who I loved extremely that I wasn't really a person like that I was just this vessel performing I was I was acting I was assuming and taking up a role so that I wouldn't be alone so that they wouldn't uh, feel alone so that they wouldn't not want to be here you know just giving 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 so that they could feel like my existence was real real enough to validate me so that I could feel my existence was real um, and to but and also though struggling with not allowing myself to just assume that's all it was um, because I also feel like I deserve to know that I was a full function well not even full function but that I'm a full human being and um, to talk myself in that process and saying that you were and still are a full human being and in that moment in that space you were performative because you didn't yet know another way to be in mm -hmm. that in that time in that space you needed to be performative to feel whatever it is that you needed to feel what you chose to feel um and now moving in a different space knowing that i don't want to be performative um and simultaneously also realizing that different people invoke different things out of me different spaces for me need different things for me i'm comfortable to be and do different things in different spaces mm -hmm. and i'm learning to honor those things as truth rather than thinking that oh, i'm just this caricature of whatever whatever or you know um i was talking to my therapist about it the other day and um and what she said was it's really about looking at your entire self the things you decide you like, the things you decide you don't like, the things you decide you still need, the things you decide you don't still need. Um, so I choose to believe that every part of me, even the performative parts, were all me. Mm -hmm. They were all just geared towards the specific space and time that I was occupying. And now, being a more conscious person, I want to learn to, quote unquote, perform for myself and choose what I think is best in those spaces, but it's loyal to me. It's loyal to who I, what I, who I want to be in those spaces, not because I'm afraid somebody might take it this way or because I'm afraid they won't love me enough or like me enough or understand me enough, but that I understand myself so fucking much that I'm like, oh yeah, here I'm a clown. Oh yeah, here I have a th th thickest New York accent ever. Oh here I'm the super soft, loving type of person. Oh here I'm I'm aloof and I don't give a fuck. Like I, I want to choose where I can be in those spaces because I think there's just also this idea that we're one person and that mm -hmm. if we don't continue to perform this role that people, whoever we meet them, whenever we meet them are used to that we're fake or phony or doing too much or yada, yada, yada. And for me, it's like, at this point, I've kind of just come to realize like, I always do too much. Like that's me, like mm -hmm. I always do too much. And a lot of it was for compensating for certain things and you know is a mixed bag of abandonment issues and whatever else however all of those make up my story how i get to present them and how i choose to see them for myself is a totally different thing now because now i have that opportunity before i know i had that opportunity before like i said i was just performing to essentially stay alive stay stay in the mix and now i want to perform 
to allow myself to be seen by myself, if that makes sense. I know that was a lot, but that is how. No, that's very beautiful. And um, I think that it's crazy how you have to go through. I mean, we I've always said when I was young, I'm just like, oh, like, I just want to know what it feels like to be in love. What are they talking about in the movies? What are they singing about? All of the, you know, <laughs> the songs we heard growing up. And when you get a little bit of taste of that, no, like all of these songs would make so much sense. But and the reason people are begging and pleading and, and all of this stuff is because they're pouring all of themselves they're pouring their loyalty or they're like like what your mom said, they're pouring from emptiness or or they're pouring from needing their love and being in survival mode into another person. And all like you just said, and also just trying to be what you think you should be mm-hmm. as opposed to just being with self and being like, who am I? What's my good? What's my bad? Um, and just really honing that in and just really being who you are. And um, a breakup, a breakup will will really teach you a lot and and, and show you um, a lot of things. A lot, like you said, some of those abandonment issues, but it'll just it'll just show you. Like every, I think everything does happen for a reason. As as painful as breakups can be, it can teach you a lot about yourself because you do have to kind of relearn who you are from a conscious standpoint. Because mm-hmm. I think I had the same. Um, thing that you were talking about, I literally had to go back and like watch old videos or like think about accomplishments or other things that I've done or talk to people who know me prior just to be like, just for them to be like, okay, yeah, you did this and you did this. Cause I, I really feel like how, like I lost myself mm-hmm. so much and it made me feel so insecure. And it, I was just like, wow, like I've never been this, um, not in control of myself or not like I, I, I yeah, feel the I, feeling sorry I just want to point no, that out the feeling of losing control yes like that is that is oh That's god that, that part really <laughs> makes you feel like you're on drugs like yes. you're like what is, what is this like I'm being what assaulted by memories and, 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 and thoughts of self-loathing and, and confusion. And I'm like, why don't I have control? I, Cause when you're happy, I feel like, I think there's this idea, at least the way I'm seeing it is when you're happy, I feel like we have an idea that we have control when we're mm-hmm. happy because that's an inviting feeling. You take that in. Who doesn't take it up. Yeah. Right. But when you're angry or pissed off or, in deep sadness it's like why don't i have control over this like this is not a good feeling how dare you be in my space i want to be happy mm-hmm. so I, I i connect with that when you said that please continue no so true like the 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 losing control of it and the whole like just 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 the whole thing like you you i have i was just like wow like I'm really fucked up because I just I just didn't know like when I say that that breakup hit me so hard like I you you won't know a lot of times you won't know until you know and I I couldn't believe how bad it affected me how bad it still affects me and I even have this thing where I'm like come on man you should be over it by now like and it's just like and in therapy too like my um my therapist is like that's gaslighting yourself you're not allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel there's no 
oh, you should be over it by now. You you know, I felt what I felt and I'm working through my issues and it just takes the time that it takes. And the more you try to fight it or resist it, then the more it persists, the more you try to self-medicate or, or try to, um, you know, distract yourself, which what's just a, a lot of us do it in life in general. Like mm-hmm. we go through a lot of life just distracting ourselves because we just do not want to deal with the shit. We just do not want to deal with the shit. And I think relationships, um, which specifically romantically or not, um, mirror yourself a lot. And I think that um, if we went back and dealt with a lot of our like earlier deep rooted, like abandonment and other issues um, that we got from family and and God bless them, too. Like they're taught me, too, that, um, you know, my parents had me when they were really young like i i'm I'm from teenage parents my mom was 17 my dad was 18 Mm -hmm. so that allows me to give them a lot of grace now that i think about how young they were but you just think about like wow like i have a a lot of abandonment issues or this or that and i think that that played into um you know how i felt with the breakup and how i felt like i just couldn't it it, it re-triggered that room of the the abandonment feeling and Mm -hmm. And I felt bad because I think at, at first I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic, so I'm gonna fight for this. I'm gonna be like, no, I love you. We, like, I think I we can make this you, work. Peter. We can make this work. Like, yes, <laughs> we can make this work, baby. Like, what do we gotta do? And then like, the, the person was like, no, you know what? I just can't do this. I can't give you what you need. But I still felt like I just couldn't let go. Like it was just too hard because. If that person walked away from me, they chose to not want to be with me, then that affirms mm-hmm. that I'm not good enough. That affirms yeah. that something is wrong with me. That yeah. affirms, like, the, of course he left me. I got all this shit going wrong with me. And, like, mm-hmm. it's not even that. A lot, Most times people do things for their own internal things. A lot, of, You know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily always you. And even if they did walk away, you're still worthy. You know what I mean? Some right. things just do not work out. But I think it's all a learning lesson. And I think that... um yeah, breakup. The breakup <laughs> just taught, teaches you a lot about going back to your original point about loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being with yourself, loving yourself, and learning yourself. And I think it's all um, an interesting process. I, I I would never wish heartbreak on anybody because it's the, probably one of the deepest feelings I've ever felt in my life. But I will say that I think. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, we'll be more conscious about how we honor ourselves and how we um, move forward as we love and accept ourselves and how we choose to show up with our next partners. And just, you know, having that having that balance, like you say, like I have to honor myself and, I, I you know, and I want it, I want me to I want to have a partner that chooses me and that I choose them. And not that I need that partner out of sheer desperation or of abandonment that I'll just you know what I mean even though I I do feel I there was genuine love and obviously but there you can't it, it was genuine love but there but now that I'm out of it and seeing how hard it was for me I'm like oh shit like I I definitely do have like some abandonment that I I'm just like it's 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 very you much got some I got I got some things you know what I mean like <laughs> I gotta sit with myself and be like hold on like right you know, and it, it brought awareness. It, it definitely made right. me like, because I'll put it, I'm not going to lie. When it first happened, I'll put it all on him. I'm like, he did me so wrong. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh my gosh, 
she don't deal with her fucking trauma. She's so stupid. She's so, like, she so toxic. <laughs> right. But it's Here just, I am uh, one lady like, oh, God, I hate myself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but we got a little stuff, too. You know what I mean? And and that's the beautiful part, too. Like, I'm like, wow, like, um, I'm a little messed up, too. And, and, and that's okay. And and sometimes that mess up and mess up attracts each other. And right. so you got to unpack like all that. of that. But exactly. that's, and that's true, though. When we go back to all these sayings that we have, they all come from somewhere when they say, like, misery loves company. Excuse me, company. Company. Uh, actually, company does sound nice because it's comfortable and it's companionship. Um, You know, the idea that when you're miserable, sometimes you don't know you're miserable. Sometimes yeah. you genuinely don't know that you are in misery. And then you find something that looks beautiful and wonderful and yada 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 and so you attach yourself to it and you stick with it and you say oh yeah this is my spot but then when the the shit the misery starts to come out says hey girl how y'all doing <laughs> oh this is nice y'all niggas got a house okay. y'all loving each other well check this you still hate your daddy mm. and you still want to know why your mom ain't do what she needed to do mm. so and it's like wait what like hold on it's awesome, like, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we chilling over here we in love then you know the bitch is like yeah but I, they ain't got shit to do with me her shift was over at four here i am you know so and and i and i and i you know how you said like i really think about how many conversations i had with my mother and just talking about like oh she did i'm i'm labeling all her traumas all mm-hmm. her things all the things she doesn't see and again, I'm ignoring all of my stuff. Now, of course, we still need that moment. We need that moment to be like, we need what to, the yeah, fuck just happened? Yeah. yeah like, what the <laughs> fuck did I just experience? Like, how dare you? Because, cause you know, some shit, and you obviously know the story. This, this, yeah, had went. Shit, yeah. Right, shit went mm-hmm. down for me. And I was like, whoa. Like, fuck, just might as well just hit me with a train, too. Like, what the hell? Okay. You know? Um. However, coming out of it, because, again, all you at the end of the day, you don't have that person anymore. So you have no choice but to look inside. You, you have, have no to. You're to forced to. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's why I believe in the saying, it takes two to tango. It does. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just, oh, and one person met. No, two people have created the space. Whether I made room for your craziness or you made room for my craziness or yada, yada, yada. Two people existed in this space. Two hearts, two minds, two traumas, two mm-hmm. powers. And they made something, whether it was more chaos or love than chaos, it made something. And now when we step out of it, when we're no longer attached, when we don't have the option anymore, how do you choose to show up and honor and be loyal to yourself? Mm. And for me, at least, I will say it's this podcast. This is probably the one thing that has has come so easy to me to just make myself do, not even make myself, I allow myself to be in this space because out of all the things that I um, have been like, oh, what did I like to do? Do I know myself? Da, da, da. I don't want to focus too much on what I used to do or who I used to be mm. um, very much because in all genuineness, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. That's so yeah. real. Speak on it. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm I'm not 24. Like I'm I'm 25 now. It happened already. Yeah, so literally, it happened already. Everything I've already said in this, we've already said in this entire conversation has already happened. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, thank God for recordings because, yeah, we can, like, go back and have lessons retaught to us. However, mm-hmm. who I used to be, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's fine if I want to look back to look at the root of things so I can understand what I want to do now. However, for me to continuously go back just to say, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this, stop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because right now you understand that you had a hand just as much as that person had a hand in X, Y, and Z. Now, let's be clear. I'm not blaming myself for her choosing to do what she wanted to do. Exactly. We ain't going to do that. (laughs) However, right. However, I do acknowledge why she, what places where she felt unsafe. I acknowledge places where she felt confused. I acknowledge places where she didn't really know what to do because I was in the same boat. It just looked different. Wow. Her was to draw into herself and mine was to lash out. Mm-hmm. And that is just how it manifested within our dynamics. So I understand that. And for my future, I'm like, okay, now when I, if I decide to, or allow something new to cultivate, or even the old thing, the whole point is not even the old thing. Cause it would be new. If I allow something sure. new to per- perform and develop in my life, how am I going to respect and honor that and make sure I have space to be who it is that I choose to be? How do I, and how do I ask myself that continuously? Because I think we think like, oh, we're good. But no, honestly, personality, thought processes, all those things, it has to be consistent. It's not just, oh, this is just me. I don't think people understand, like, you know how they say it takes, I think, like, a month to 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 make it a routine or whatever and like one day from both yeah, to make it a habit yeah mm-hmm. that is with everything mm-hmm. and some people you know depending on your brain chemistry and whatever it's faster than others um but in order to make anything a habit something that you continuously do routine whatever you have to be consistent in it and that includes how you talk to yourself that yeah. includes how you choose to spend your time that includes how what kind of conversations you're engaging in like all of those things matter like we we just are so used to having to move and get to the next space and function in different people's whatever that we don't always allow ourselves or feel allowed to take the time to stop and be like do i want to engage in this is this speech that i'm talking to myself right now worth it is this a book that i really want to have on my psyche right now is this more trauma porn that i'm experiencing on instagram or is it Mm -hmm. something that i will learn today you know we get to pick those spaces um but the only way we feel that way is if we tell ourselves that and a lot of the times we're just limited because of our influences and our circumstances. So therefore we internalize it and do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I want to be to an extent limitless, limitless with the limits that I choose, limitless with the people that I engage with, limitless with my thought processes, because I have so many thoughts happening at one time all the time. Mm-hmm. Like y'all hear me? Y'all know how I talk. Like there's 50, 11 things bouncing around in this <laughs> mind as my words come out my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm choosing which ones I think are important to me. Mm-hmm. Even as you know, you know. So yeah, <laughs> now I'm choosing to stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's 
everything you just said is so, 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 so valid. And then one more thing I want to say, um, I think what I realized too is that um, I I feel like I I wanted I wanted things or I I um the because the comment that your mom said about misery love company I feel like I would point out to my ex I would be like okay I need you to do this and then I need you to do this and how come you're not doing this because I'm doing this for you but you're not right. doing it for me I'm I, I miss the love hello. But then it's just like I had to step out of it. And I'm like, damn, like, wait, like, why am I not doing that for myself? Why am I not holding space and and trying to process my emotions for me? And how come I'm demanding you to do something that I'm still uncomfortable with? Because Mm -hmm. it's still uncomfortable for me to have certain conversations with my parents. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Or. You know, it, it's like, so why am I demanding for somebody else to be like, okay, well, you should be able to communicate and be able to do this. And just because I can communicate in my relationship romantically doesn't mean that I have that communication style correctly with other relationships that I have. And so it just really showed me like, before you can demand something from somebody, you have to, you have to hold that standard to yourself. So if I'm not taking care of myself, if I'm not holding that um, boundary for myself, then, then who am I to tell you if if I'm not treating me good, Kavina? How can I expect for you to treat me good? Right. And get mad when you don't. You you right. you can only go off of what I allow or what you see how I treat my own self. Right. And so I think that's that's what I learned too from it. It's just like wow, like you know, I was really I was putting a lot of my emotion. That's what a relationship is. It is a it is a balance, and you do you do sacrifice, and you do bend, and you do mold. But ultimately, you should never sacrifice your essence or like you shouldn't put all of your baggage on a person, even if it is your partner. You know what I mean? Like you, you're there to support each other, but not take on everything from your partner or be there like therapist. You know what I mean? So I right. think that that's what I learned. So I was like, whoa, like maybe I'm like a part of me giving all this to this person so much is a part of my neediness or a part of me feeling like if I do all of this, then it's just like, yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm the perfect partner. Like I gave, I did this, 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 it's like, like, how could you not like, I'm the perfect partner. Like what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Right. So like, I think- I'm, her, I'm here. I'm showing up. <laughs> I'm doing the work. Like, but you, and you know what though? And I'll just say this, you, and then you start to hyper focus on what they're not doing or, yes. what, or, or you're again, we live in this world where we think what we imagine is supposed to play out in real life like automatically like okay we got the blueprint we go to therapy okay we got the blueprint we communicate okay we got the blueprint we we ask for what it is that we need so that's my boundary okay how many times did you go against that boundary how many mm-hmm. times you go against boundaries at work how many times you go against about like even something as simple as this i would keep myself awake mm-hmm. like i would sleep deprive myself so that i would still feel connected to the world I was too afraid to even just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would stay up. I watch TV. I'd answer another phone call. I'd FaceTime someone because for whatever reason, I was so afraid to go to bed mm-hmm. and just be with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to sleep. I wanted, I wanted to feel good. I want, okay, someone, someone talk to me. Someone, someone distract me from this and there because when I go to sleep, when I close, it's just me. Yeah. I don't want to be just me. So I stay up all hours of the night. Don't go to bed. Don't eat. Don't function. 
like a human being. I for two months actually, I was on I was on uh, I don't know if all of you know what house party is, but for about two months I was FaceTiming every day all day with these group of people that I met on Tammy originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a bu- just a bunch of women and you know for that space and time it was it was helpful for me. I needed I needed a space. However, it uh it was just every day all day. I was on the phone with them. I was on the phone with them at work. I was on the phone with them on the train. I was on the phone with them getting ready for my day. I could not be without these people like because we were all we would fall asleep together, wake up together. Like we were just this little ass community of little games <laughs> and just being like, yeah, like we're here for you. Like but the thing is, I never told any of them my business really. Like mm-hmm. I never shared deep soup because also they were very catty. They mm-hmm. were a very, they were very like cutthroat kind of, and they, and a lot of them thought that they knew what they were talking about and, mm-hmm. or thought they, and I could see through all of it. I just be like, wow, you guys are petty. And this is an obvious, and it was so obvious that, you know, all of this was just everyone using each other for a company. Like I get it. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm sure maybe there are some of them in there that are genuine friends now. I won't take that away from them. However, at least for me, when I was in that space, I was like, oh, no, these are not the ice game likely. These were not people that I was about to, like, pour my heart and soul out to, especially because there was a little bit of drama that happened and they threw me in. And I was like, listen here, I don't even know y'all. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't need these problems. Um, but I, I just realized how I, I, I just I would stay up to make myself available for these people. Mm-hmm. I would stay up to make myself just available for anyone to connect with me because I was so distraught and I didn't know where to place this energy of this huge disconnect Mm -hmm. that I was like I can't just be by myself no no like this is the only way we know how to function with other people like where are the other people where are the people that are supposed to make me feel good so that I could be like yeah you're cool you're Mm -hmm. funny like you're entertaining mm-hmm. like yeah throw another titty out that's cool but everybody likes that like everyone loves titties like you know like yeah. all these things that and external now, validation right because you're so afraid that like what you've always been thinking which is that you're not worth it you mm-hmm. don't no one needs you mm-hmm. um that you're so afraid to think to really sit with that and address it that mm-hmm. you'd rather just cultivate more groups of people more distractions so that you feel more comfortable with living in the state that you're in and no (laughs) it only lasts for for but so long you can only keep that up for but so long until you burn yourself out yes what is your do you have a question scam are you are you confused about what we're talking about We've been talking about a lot. You kind of jumped in. Yeah, we has been a lot. <laughs> right. I mean, we're going to shift right now in a second. Um, unless anyone has any last thoughts. Um, yeah. Anyone have any last thoughts? <laughs> oh, the titty comment. <laughs> uh, niggas love a good titty comment. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, yes. Um. That is a conversation for actually another day because I actually do want to talk about um, rebranding my sexual identity and sexual expression Mm. um, in a way that's comfortable for me Um, because I've definitely lately been like, you know me, you know how I like to dress, especially when I go out. Um, 
but now feeling a little less, you know, in desire to be risque. And also though that being very much connected to my lack of trust of people um, and my lack of trust of people specifically with me. Um, so I still have some thinking and processing to do about that. So that will be definitely on another episode for sure. Um, uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I am a, a provocative being and sometimes a titty likes to fly. <laughs> First class. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, shifting. Oh, actually, I'll read. I do have a poem too that I want to read. Um, but I think I'll read it at the end when we do our highs and lows. Um, or not even highs and lows, but you know. Um, but I want to shift to K. Michelle's album um, called Anybody Want to Buy a Heart. This album is like one of my ultimate favorites. I just love K. Michelle. Like she, I, I feel like you and I have talked about K. Michelle Stanley like we have several times. So many times. <laughs> she is a messy person, but she's <laughs> such a full human i just and like she's brilliant too like people like brilliant. they love hip-hop you know literally like un- she did not belong on that show that show was a mess um <laughs> she but she's such a dynamic person i love her heart you know um and all of her albums to me honestly are very very real like they mm-hmm. are very much like yeah i know i did it and now here are my consequences like this is what i'm going through because fuck (laughs) like you know um and i remember just being in a freshman in college listening to this album and literally screaming like the house this is when i had better pipes you know that that derek putting me in the alto section kind of fucked me up a little bit (laughs) and then i became a smoker so (laughs) that that's another level of right of messing up my 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 voice um Right. Um, but this just this album, like I'll just read the track list really quick. The first one is called Judge Me. Second one is called Love Em All. Third, Going oh, Under. Right. Fourth Cry. Then uh, How Do You Know? Hard to do. Maybe I should call. Something about the night. Miss You Goodbye. Build a Man. Drake would love me. God I get it. So it's twelve songs, forty eight minutes. This was actually dropped December 9th, so perfect month that I'm thinking about this album. Um, in 2014, um, my favorite song actually on this album is Miss You Goodbye, and it is literally like exactly, um, exactly. That's, like the, that's the one? That's like out yes. of all of them. That's the one. Out, out of all of them? It's yeah, a box on here. Okay. okay, okay. Out of all of them, I'd say... Miss You Goodbye is my number one. Okay. Like number one. Number two, maybe I should call because I just love the way it flows. Um, And I would say my number three, uh, I'd really like Drake Would Love Me, even though like means absolutely, like, I don't know. That was also (laughs) just like, girl, please. Like, like, if if you look at Drake now, you wouldn't be saying that anymore. But, um, uh, I think I'd say number three. 
I feel like if I was still angry with my ex, I'd say mm. cry because you know. Well, actually, no, I'm not gonna do that because she doesn't even deserve that. Mm. Um, but if I was still in my like fuck you bitch, suck my dick mode, I mm. definitely would say cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know sometimes it might come up, so sometimes I might be like yeah fuck you bitch. Um, mm. But um, I think at the core, or actually I won't even say core because I don't want to make any definitive. I like I said I want to allow myself to be able to flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would just say, actually, yeah, I want to make it about her, just about me. I think my third would be, either, how do you know, or hard to do? Oh, hard to do. Oh, that is, I yeah. love that one. <laughs> You know, I just that one because you know it's it's real. Like what she says, it's hard to do. Like it's hard to move away from you. It's hard to do this thing that I now have to do because. And let's just you know the damn album title. Anybody want to buy heart? Like it's literally pleading to the world. Like, can someone please just like come and love me? Yeah. Like. Cause I'm tired of the shenanigans. Anybody want to buy? Isn't this? I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this the album that she? It was like Idris inspired. Yes, this is when this is when she was really had a baby on her. Yeah, she definitely talks about that in the part. Yeah, right. Yeah, she said there was this actor had a baby. Oh yeah. Don't you see in a movie? (laughs) Yeah, like it's how can you how can she compete with a baby like that's so right? How do I compete with that? Literally, same thing. You know, like I was like, how do I compete with you know? Like, how do I compete with your choices? Guess I can't. Like, um, Um, you're so. Can I just say like, I during my breakup process, like I have intentionally mm-hmm. stay away from any type of love heartbreak type of stuff so the fact that you were able to like listen like i i even now like i could probably do it now because i'm better off but like how did you like i couldn't hear any type of sad song i couldn't do it like any love song that i heard like the songs that i would listen to prior to this I hate that I have a different association because I, I'm just like, oh, uh, like not my favorite song. Like not I, feeling some type of way about the song I used to always listen to. You know, I actually love that question because I was actually thinking about this today. Mm-hmm. And I did. I avoided a lot of stuff. I, I was actually thinking about that today. Like what are things that I avoid that we used to do together? Um, there are certain like music, like there are certain music in general that I would like to, but actually, sorry, I'm stuttering. Mm-hmm. I would avoid music altogether mm-hmm. because music made me feel good. Music made me feel. I would have, so even right now, I don't listen to music as much as I used to. I'm still mm-hmm. struggling with listening to music. Right now, I listen to yeah. podcasts because it feels like someone's talking to me. I feel like someone is with me. So I feel engaged more with life, with having a podcast running in my ear versus music. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have burned through freaking Summer Walker's Still Over <laughs> album at least like 10 to 20 times. Okay. Like, And I'm sure this next year's Wrapped, she will be at the top once again. Gotcha. Um, however, I move very quickly to the next. I, I have to move where I feel. Mm-hmm. So 
I, so when I first, or not even first, when I was going through what I'm going through a couple months back, I remembered this album. I was like, oh my God, Kay Michelle. And I remembered this album. I was like, oh my God, but this is my favorite album by her. And when I played it, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I remember each and every one of these lyrics. Like, I remember this song. And when I sang Miss You Goodbye in my house, I was getting ready to go somewhere. And I played it like three times. And I was like, wow. Like, just the lyrics. Missing you. Oh, no, like, that's hard to do. Um, you wait, don't, you can't say I didn't cry. Miss something like that. Right, yeah. Oh, can't say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's like, I miss you in the day. I miss you in the night. I miss the way we used to talk, but I don't miss your lives totally resonated with it because Mm -hmm. for me what this is is my partner was not a just downright dirty liar Mm -hmm. however she would promise things that she knew she couldn't fulfill because Mm -hmm. she didn't want to let me down in to my face Mm -hmm. she didn't want to hurt my feelings to my face but she lied so much about what she would do or would perform that she ended up hurting me anyway and deeper than it needed to than I wanted it rather to go mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like don't like come on just tell me you can't do it like mm-hmm. I would rather someone hurt my feelings up front and outright than to you know stream me along with the shenanigans and then be like ah oh, actually I'm like wait what the fuck like I did all this and like that's what I get like mm-hmm. I'm so confused because again it reaffirms this idea that like I'm I'm just this person that people should just like use until they don't need or whatever the case may be and throw away girl yeah (laughs) so and so then in the chorus um she says oh i needed love oh i was in and up oh you can't say i didn't try it might make me cry oh it's gonna hurt no lie miss you but goodbye and that was real for me especially the i needed love Mm -hmm. like i needed someone to tell me that i was enough or that I was special. Like like I said, this girl, she liked things about me that I thought were so weird. She liked my belly. Mm-hmm. She liked to smell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she liked to pick my, she liked to pluck my chin hairs for me mm-hmm. and like pop my little whatever the fuck, my blackheads and shit in between my like she did all these little things that were in her own quirky way, ways of love. And mm-hmm. it was so intimate. It was so personal. And I'm like low key now I'm just like, damn, I just shared that. <laughs> but yeah. um, it was so yeah. intimate and personal that I was like, wow, like this person is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they are so freaking like dope. Like I have to be with her, have to love her forever because like I was really thinking like what nigga, what dude <laughs> would I ever meet that would actually want to pop my fucking boils or smell me or be like, Yeah, baby, I love your big old stomach. Like, you know, shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I I could not think of one guy that I ever was with dated. I mean, ex- maybe one. Chris might have been the one to do that. But Christopher he had his own shit. <laughs> right. Chris. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> but um out of everybody, like, you know, I couldn't think of one person who would want to fucking do that for me. Mm. And so when she would engage in all this, I just thought she was just such an amazing person. And she still is. I'm not gonna take that from her. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I was so entranced by what I thought I didn't, what what I thought well, thought I deserved or wanted to feel deserving of and what I felt I needed that everything else didn't matter. 
Like, no matter how many times I felt hurt or whatever, I would have to come back because I needed that love. I needed that thing that I was like, yes, that's it for me. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so when it comes to music, I use it. I cannot avoid myself. Mm-hmm. I tried. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing is that I have to talk things out. Music is a form of talking for me. Mm-hmm. Music is a form of expressing things that I'm not always so comfortable to say outright to myself, whether it's in journaling or whatever. So music is an avenue to allow me to say this is real and it happened mm. and that you're not by yourself in that truth. Like this yeah. has happened and it has happened over and over and over again. And low-key it may not be the last time um right but also thinking again back to my what i said originally about what today's episode is about who am i loyal to Mm -hmm. if i take away the music that makes that allows me to speak i'm being loyal to her i'm Mm -hmm. being loyal to the pain and the oh my god and the like i'm being loyal to that old version of me who stays silent who doesn't process who just lets shit fly Mm. how many things am i going to give up for that old memory or because oh we used to do this together i want those things i want my music like, yeah. I want my t- like, I literally was thinking about this today. Like, today, I, the podcast I was listening to brought up The Handmaid's Tale because I'm the type of person that if I start anything new, I have to listen to everything in order. So I'm on their podcast from, like, 2017. Mm. So they were talking about <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. And my partner and I, we watched that together religiously. Mm-hmm. Like, we watched every season together, talked about it, discussed it. was like, oh, my God, that bitch a crackhead. Like, we was <laughs> in that shit together. Yeah. So when they brought up hands to tell, I was like, oh, it's been so long since I've watched that. Mm-hmm. And I watched it with her, and I thought, well, are you going to finish it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well. And I was like, so you're going to give up something that you enjoyed because you can't watch it with her anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, do I get the initial feelings of being like, damn, that's sad. Like, that was our thing. Yes. And that's my fucking show. Like, I want to know what happens. Period. Like, I, I deserve to know what happens. So, you know, it's it's less about being like that I can't do something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more about the moment that I allow myself to do so. Mm-hmm. Like, when is the appropriate time for me to listen to this music? Because like I said, I love Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. And I love that album. And now in the space that I'm in, I kind of don't want to listen to it as often. Because when mm-hmm. I first was listening to it, the attachment I had to it was, I need to get this out. This is how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling as strongly that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I have my one song that I'm like, um, yes, this is me, Constant Bullshit. That's my song. That is my <laughs> song. That speaks to me directly, again, to explain my relationship. Like, So mm-hmm. that is my song. I could listen to it as many times as I need to. Mm-hmm. And honestly, all the eight tracks before that one are also my jam. Like, I really will sit there and listen to the whole thing in order. Um, But there's albums like, you know, you said earlier, like Adele's new album. Like, I will not, first of all, love her, but I will not listen to that album every five minutes. Like, no, I'm sorry. No. However, the song with her son and the, um, I can't remember what the name of the song is, but where basically she talks about uh, needing 
love or making a house whatever i don't fucking know Mm -hmm. that one those two songs i will gladly listen to i will gladly when i'm in a space where i really just want to lay down stare at the ceiling and just give myself a moment to breathe or cry Mm -hmm. or be like okay you experienced a great love like you experienced a really powerful feeling and this is what it feels like to you now something that you lost something that you can find beauty in, something that you can question and still want to figure things out, something that you can make room for here and there, mm-hmm. but not something that I, I need to or can do all the time. Because then I'll just be consumed by it. And I don't want that. Yeah. So that's kind of in a long-winded way. That's kind of how I, I, I deal with the music. I, I allow myself to not run from what I need mm-hmm. and but to also be careful with myself in my times of need to say like, okay, this is what you need today. Maybe I need gospel another day. Maybe I need screamo. Like there are different things that I need. Like, and gospel actually was the first genre of music that I started listening to post breakup. It's something I went back to. It was one of the first things like my faith. That's another topic we'll have on another day. But my faith is something I was struggling with for a really long and still am um, struggling with here and there or not even say struggling. Now, now I don't think less of struggling. I think more of figuring out mm-hmm. my faith is something I'm figuring out more now. Um, mm-hmm. But gospel was one of the first things because I just remember. And what I'll try to do this quickly. But what I remember is in, when I was in church. And I would sing and that was probably one of the first places that I felt like I belonged because it was one of the first places that I was praised for doing something well. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if I can also give myself credit for having my own relationship with spirituality and God, I remember how amazing I felt just to feel like the things that I'm exclaiming, I'm singing is to someone and something that in a way has always promised their loyalty to me that has said that they will never be gone, that mm-hmm. they will never change, you know. Um, and now just thinking of God a little bit more as being the person who you are internally, mm-hmm. being centered within yourself, that's kind of how I see God more now. Um, learning to sing, again, sing to myself. Wow, that's that's deep, yeah. You know, how to exalt yourself, how to mm-hmm. honor that person again back to loyalty how do you stay loyal to that spirit like i actually was seeing i was reading will smith's book you know i, I gotta get that book because please get it really if good. y'all ain't got that book please get it um i'm trying to stop apologizing for going off on tangents but all these tangents make sense um mm-hmm. i was reading will smith's book and one thing he said he was talking about church and he said um the song Oh, fuck. What was it? Um, was it how excellent? No, it wasn't how excellent. Um, oh, damn. I hate when I can't remember. Stop. There was a song, and I'm sure it's in my history. Let me try to go through my history real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a song that... Uh, there was a song that he said was, like, resonating through the choir, and it really, like, uh really connected with him or connected with his grandma i can't remember um but basically i had stopped while i was reading it and i started singing it Mm -hmm. um i just something about it like i was just like oh my god i remember that song 
and it was so interesting to me how comfortable I or it was so comforting rather to me how natural it was to me to just like have that song like just come out of me like just flow um and I'm trying to find it what the hell was that song called see I've got history all the way up to December 7th I know it was more recent Oh my God, I'm sorry, y'all. I really got to find because now I want to sing it. And I love this song so much. It was one of my favorite songs in church. And no, 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 no. We'll find it. Come on. Come on, Lord. Show me where it's at. Okay, see, now I know you're playing because this is from the Exploratorium. And I bought those tickets last week. And I know I, I looked this up a few days ago. Wait, what's the day I was talking to my mama about this? This was on, I had an interview. Ma, what was the day I had an interview? Cause that's the day I, I was singing it. No, it's not how excellent. Oh, here it is. Blessed Assurance. That's what it is. Um, there we go. I found it. So, Blessed Assurance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, I'm going to try. I'm singing a little bit, you know, because <laughs> I like this song. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really do lo- love this song, though. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Obviously, y'all I haven't sang in a long time. So, if it sounds crazy, I apologize. But anyway, it goes. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foreshade of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit washed in his blood this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long this is so pitchy this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long and anyway that is like one of my favorite first of all it's one of my favorite songs because i'm dead <laughs> girl you, you already know judith will be crying <laughs> judith will be like come out what is that <laughs> she'd be like um okay it was just sad but you know <laughs> judith, oh my goodness love me some judith um but uh I really liked that song, one, because it was super short, and I love songs that repeat themselves, so I, I didn't mind. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mind, like, singing a song over and over and over, um, especially because just the simple chorus, like, this is my story, this is my song, praising the Savior all day long. And like I said, if I think about the Savior, God, whomever, being me, the idea that I'm saying to myself, like, this is your life, this is what you want to do praise you, love you, be you, within you, 
all day, every day, and do it continuously. Because wow. if you do it continuously, you will always you will always have that. You will always be. It's called literally blessed assurance. Mm-hmm. Like you assure yourself, you reassure yourself. Like there is nothing, no one that can knock you out because you will always have this glory. You will mm-hmm. always have this spirit. You will always have this power. Like, and that's that's like everything to me. To the idea to believe that I I have always been this being. But it's just a matter of me allowing myself to reign that it's true. Literally. And consistently. Wow. Mm-hmm. So gospel is one of those things that, again, and everything is up to interpretation. But you choose. And sorry for screaming in your ear. <laughs> My mom said I still sound like a baby. <laughs> Whatever, we know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, just, you know, being able to have that, even if it's only for a moment. Because, like I said, I might wake up tomorrow and I'll be like, oh, my God, like, I'm just so, uh And that's okay. Yeah. Because you get to go back, your forward, again, into, I'm that bitch. Because I said so. Because I know so. Because mm. I'm working on it. Yeah. Because you're never going to always feel like you're the greatest. And you're never going to always feel like you're not. Mm. Each one of those moments is an opportunity for you to get within yourself and connect. Not necessarily make yourself be like, oh, no, yeah, I'm the greatest. No, I don't feel the greatest right now. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't feel the greatest today. Okay, why not? Let's talk. You don't want to talk? Okay, what can we do to make you feel good? nothing okay you want to sleep you want to snack like things that are not you know detrimental to your health or the wellness of others mm-hmm. you know but just taking those moments and yes like my mom it's a journey a, literally i don't think people take that literally when we say this it is a journey life mm-hmm. is a journey a journey does not honestly i don't believe a journey stops when you get to your quote unquote destination a journey is something that is ongoing it's going mm-hmm. to keep going Therefore, that is why it is the way it is. And that's At the okay. end of a journey is the beginning of a new one. Like, it just keeps... Literally, it's going to keep cycling. One road mm-hmm. ends, and then another one opens. Like, yeah. it, that's just what it is. And even if you even if you think about it, even if you went in a circle over and over in a circle, you're getting different things in that circle. You're experiencing... Different, and also, circle symbolizes eternal. True. Life is going to be eternal for you if you choose it so. You're going to continue to go in these loops and twists and turns and and, and stops and starts and whatever else because it's important. It happens. You don't get to control everything. The only thing you have control over is when you're in those moments, when you find yourself looking at or dealing with whatever, how do you take it in? How do you digest it? How do you process it? Who do you share it with? Do you keep it to yourself? Do you ask yourself any questions at all? Give yourself that moment. Give yourself that time. Say, hey, this feels weird. I don't think I like this. This person makes me feel mm. like it's okay. Mm-hmm. 
and none of it is going to always feel i mean excuse me not all of it is going to feel good let's also make that very clear these are are not all about just being like yeah like i'm on this path of enlightenment and it feels so great like it feels great and it can also feel just as bad yeah absolutely because even being and that's why like canada going back off what you said earlier about like when you do the work you like damn another thing like we like because we're so used to we're habitual human beings so we're used to certain things so even if it's bad for us we know it so mm-hmm. we can it's easier to be like fuck my life messed up my life messed up and you can still be in it and still be in it. <laughs> so, like literally but like it, it literally takes more work to like change and, and like to be like okay i want to try a different pattern i want to go a different direction like it's hard. It's easier to just stay in it as opposed to like breaking out of that and like trying to move right. forward. It's easy. Yes, exactly. Because like easy. it's easy. Like, right. Because I, I learned that. And yeah. when I, when, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. But no, when I was in therapy, um, I learned um, because I think I don't know if you remember, like when we was in college, like I used to have severe anxiety, like anxiety, panic attacks, like. I, I mean, it was be I, I I didn't know what was happening. I just knew my body was reacting, 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 reacting. reacting. Mm-hmm. But like, I had to learn that I um I had to take I had to I was I was used to being in like a loop, and it was easier for me to stay in that loop. And it took me it took me a while to like develop different patterns. Even my body, even how I reacted, like it was I had to um just just really think different and, and choose different and it and it took a lot it wasn't easy it wasn't easy to think healthier and to like they re- even though it that's better for me it was harder at first because i was so used to thinking and doing things how i was so, and I, I mean we all have that like uh you know maybe i need to you know, I slow down on candy you know or or whatever and like you know we all have that stuff like where you just gotta it's, it changes hard, even if even if you know it's gonna make your life better, mm-hmm. it's still hard than mm-hmm. to and and it's and then and it's a freaking journey. It's mm-hmm. a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> That's it. No, I agree. You are one hundred and ten thousand. I feel like I'm talking in um circles, but yeah. No, you're fine. You know how many circles I talk in. <laughs> but like I said, every loop gives me something new. Every loop allows me to understand what I'm really trying to say and get to the point. Now, there will be a day where I won't have to loop so much. <laughs> and I will be able to get there. Um, AKA writing down my thoughts and <laughs> <laughs> bullet points <laughs> before I start the show um, and having a timer. Um but yes, uh, it's it's a learning curve. We're, we'll get there. We'll get there. And you doing it like you you're. I feel like what you said too. Like you're, and people in general. I feel like a lot of times we we don't really get to speak as freely and like with intention in such a way. So when you do get that opportunity, it's like <laughs> all these connections. Are like <laughs> you know what I mean. And that's all it is. It's just like wow, I get to like say exactly how the fuck I feel right now. Like I. So it's so much that you could pull from. You know what I mean. Right. That's why it's coming up like 50, you know, like we don't, when do we have moments where we can just 
be vulnerable and just really flow with how we feel. You know what I mean? We always have to filter what we're right. saying and how we thinking and what we speak around, you know. Right. And that's why I wanted this space too, like this podcast, because it's for people to filter through their mess. Mm-hmm. It's for people to filter through the stuff that they think is just them and normal. And hey, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. I want to push to understand why people feel a certain way and also to know if they know why they feel a certain way. Like some people are just so used to be like, oh, well, that's just me. Or, well, that's, you know, that's because that's what I think. I'm like, okay, well, why? Mm. Like, what is it rooted in? What does it stand on? What is it connected to? Simply because we can think, we think certain things or we say certain things. Like, I can think of how many times I just lie. Like, and not even no, you know, not no, you know, detrimental, somebody's going to die type of lie. But being like, you know, you know, we'd be like, yeah, I went over there like three times. and Well, really only went there once. <laughs> But what you're counting as time number two and three is the times you passed or seen someone on the street. And you're like, yeah, yeah I, I saw them like five times and they didn't. Ha- it's like, girl, no, you didn't. <laughs> but when you give out that information, the person takes it as your, your truth. Yeah. Because you said it. Mm-hmm. So when we give out information and we receive information, how much of it is our actual truth? How much yeah. of it is true? Or how much is it, of it is just the truth that we are comfortable with? Mm-hmm. the truth that we make to be true within ourselves because it's just easier that way it's simpler that way it's how we're used to function you're like yeah yeah right. yeah she's keep it short like yeah you're right mm-hmm. right you know right like okay like you know and i i i try to do, and i even check myself now even when i exaggerate even though it might not be a quote-unquote serious situation whatever i'm like you know wait i'm lying i'm like i only saw that person one time like I, I don't even know why I've heard that. you say that before. Like yeah, like yeah. <laughs> right. You 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 yeah. know I would catch myself. And I'm like you know what? Don't listen to me. Or I t- or my grandma say she always say don't catch me lying. I don't know. Like <laughs> that's what I say. I don't know. Don't yeah. catch me lying. I don't know. Like I'd rather tell you I don't know than tell you a lie. True. So that's you know I, I'm catching myself in these small ways, but in turn they manifest in very big ways. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get into serious situations and you're scrambling, trying to find, okay, wait, this is what happened, and you feel the need to embellish or whatever, so people believe you, or so you believe yourself, or so you feel heard. But mm. be able to stand in the truth and really stand in it and be like, no, this is what it was. Mm. This is exactly what it was, and I refuse to think any more about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to tell you what it is straight up, and you're not going to tell me nothing else. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yes the truth shall set you free <laughs> literally though like man literally and it starts with being truthful with yourself which is what ignoramus is for so that i can get on here and say this is how i feel i lied to myself about this actor like i said and i always talk and i the only other reason why i also update this podcast so much about my relationship stuff is because i know i've said something in one way i know i've said about letting my ex go and da, da, da. And then in between that i've contacted her several times mm-hmm. i've cried to her several times i've begged for her love and affection several times you're not because all of it is true for me here. you're not about to sit here and call me out no, I'm not that. no. I'm telling you, I, I want 
wanted to let that girl go. I wanted it to be easy. I wanted yeah. it to be like, give you this pretty pink bow, and I learned, and that's it. Mm. I cried, and that's it. No, bitch. I learned. I cried. I went back. I came back. I cried again. I went back a little bit more, and then came mm. right back. Ate three burgers, and then went back again, and now I'm here. Yes. And that's how it is. And that's so real, too, like, because I think, like, the reason why I think people do feel crazy because I thought I felt crazy too. Cause I'm just like, damn, like, am I, well, I'm, I feel like I'm like low key obsessing about it, but I'm like, no, you're just processing it. And when you, what you just said, like so many people have these situations and circumstances or whether it's a breakup or whatever, it may be a, a grief, a death, whatever has happened to you or some sort of trauma. Mm-hmm. And like nobody sees like I think we just get to see like the interviews, but they just like, yeah, I, I was able to, you know, but like mm-hmm. really walking through somebody throughout their like like that their, their process of really going through something and like really knowing what that's like. I think the people being more transparent about that would be so helpful and it would help other people mm-hmm. and set them free to be able, like, wow, like, you know, that it is like normal to, you know, process emotions or like. You're not crazy, like, and I think if you if you lose the notion of you're crazy for feeling emotions, you're you you feel emotions like that's we're humans. That's why that's what makes us humans. That's what makes us distinctive, and along with our thought processes of past, present, and future. But like, just to know that like we're not freaking like crazy, or even you know, or what is crazy anyway? But like, you know what I mean? Like, just being able to be like, you know, this is people. People go through this. People right. have. People have issues. People go through divorces. People have breakups. Whatever, the, what anything that could ever issue that humans have, like we we have them, and just being open and transparent mm-hmm. is so important. And it will set so many people free. So that's why I'm so glad you said that. Like in between all of what I was w- working through, like right. I was feeling this and this, because like that's so real, and that's that's the challenge that I have for myself too, moving forward in life. And that's why I like surrounding myself with like-minded people because I want to be transparent and honest and I don't want to like fake the funk no more I don't want to I don't want to be like what I think people should think that I would be or like I don't want to if if I'm not okay then I'm not okay I'm not gonna keep sitting here being like yeah I'm over here I'm, I'm over the situation no the fuck I'm I I'm still working through it and that's like okay like as soon as we be gentle with ourselves and be truthful mm-hmm. and be loyal to ourselves and I feel like it would be we could heal mm-hmm. and like really heal and really deal with the stuff mm-hmm. and, and help other people along the way, which is the ultimate goal with, you know, each one teach one. Amen. Each one teach one. Right. My mom said, say that, fam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yes. I, I 110,000% agree. And the only way you can do that is when you get alone with yourself, making that space and time making that space and time to just say hello what you got going on especially our young men i i i i wish i wish that men well i can't speak for them i wish that our society projected and participated in an atmosphere that felt like it allowed men to be vulnerable and to take that space with themselves. Though they don't really let it for any of us because we're Mm -hmm. always so go, 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 go. I really wish though for men that there was 
this idea that they also need to be held and that they also need to be given space and that they also need to be spoken to with love and kindness and words. And I'm not going to act like I, I don't participate in the niggas ain't shit trope. Because I, <laughs> I definitely do. Um, and it's, and it's within reason. It's not like I just woke up and decided that niggas ain't shit. Like the assaults, the disgusting words and verbiage and all that, like those have participated in my niggas ain't shit stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hold that men also need a space to figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think they should just be done for and killed off. I think at the end of the day, they're here, they exist. So help them help each other. Figure y'all shit out. Talk to each other. Like, you know, so um, I I wish that we all were allotted that same idea that vulnerability comes naturally because I think there's the idea that vulnerability comes natural to women, um, but it doesn't come natural to men. And I think it's less about that it doesn't come natural to them and the spaces that a lot of them occupy, it's not taught that it's allowed to come natural to them in a way that looks greater than just anger mm-hmm. or defensiveness um, that it can also look like having what looks like a mental breakdown mm-hmm. or uh, um going being like i need five minutes to go cry in the bathroom <laughs> like i need i need space from everyone right now like mm-hmm. you know looking in a way that just allows you to really sit down and be like damn like what are you going through today, man? Mm-hmm. Like, you want to just go home and eat a sandwich and, like, <laughs> not do any work? Like, that's okay. Like, you know, so I I, I hope that that's possible. And I hope that spaces like these invite um, all different types of people, including men, um, to be comfortable with just saying, like, I got some shit going on and I want to talk about it. Mm. Or I think this way about X, Y, and Z, and I want to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Be loyal to yourself in that. Speak. You. I'm, this. This has given me so. Like this has been so insightful. Like, um, yeah. I. I really needed to hear all of these things. <laughs> this is like <laughs> really. Like beautiful, and yeah, I, I I do think that men struggle with with that notion of having that space, um, a lot. And I even think like I thought as a as a gay black man, I thought that I was immune. So I was like, oh, like I'm in touch with my, you know, I was raised by like women and stuff. So like I, I'm in touch with myself and like, but, but like as I got more into life and have more experiences with different people, I was like, oh, like, well, I have some um, things that I, that I, that I don't, that I haven't addressed, or it is hard for me to cry. It is hard for me to, like, those are, like, real things that I, even to this day, like, that I still, um, I do hold space for myself, and I I must say, like, and this is why I, I love black women and I just like it's everything to me because I, I just couldn't be who I am. I just I would I would be lying if I if I couldn't if I if I didn't benefit from the love and support and the guidance and the nurturing of black women. Mm-hmm. 
and I was able to be vulnerable in those spaces in that environment. But I would say around other men, it's it's possible, but it's very much like you are right. like even even my even my even my dad like he'll be like you know I'll tell him like he's like okay yeah um he's like you know you're gonna be okay you got you got this you've done this before and I mean that I, that is good to hear but I feel like yeah I just feel like I wish we could go a little bit deeper you know like I out of more my dad my whole life I've seen him. I actually I seen him cry once one time and and I remember it blew my mind because I just couldn't he's such a tough like military officer type of dude so like to see him cry and I'm not talking about like a tear I mean like a grown man crying and it and it was like it, it was it did so much for me you know what I mean like I was just like wow like that's my pinnacle what I think of strong or a man or whatever. And to see him have emotion and, and be vulnerable, I was, it's, it's, it's very, it's actually, it's very powerful, but I hate that, um, that we don't, we need to have more spaces like that. And I think that, um, I think we're getting there. We just have a lot more work to do. Right. And I think that a lot of like, what I've noticed too, is that this is, this is a whole other thing too. Like there's this whole, in, in the straight community, this whole like, niggas ain't shit bitches ain't nothing but hoes like you know this whole like they going back and forth like these hoes is going you know like and it's it's just like whoa like we need to deal with that like internal like men and women like hating each other Mm -hmm. because i just feel like if we if 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 we can deal with that and i think it will allow for vulnerability and for me to be more vulnerable because like but these men would be doing it, and I'm not making no excuse, because if you a fuckboy, you a fuckboy. However, a lot of them have mother issues and a lot of different things, or they didn't have fathers. Of, like, you know, like, men have, like, just like anybody else, have, like, trauma and deep things, and, like, mm-hmm. I just feel like um, it just needs to be unpacked a little bit more, and they and they, they need to want to do it, and want to take that opportunity to, um, you know what I mean? Because ain't nobody just finna be pulling your hand and you and you because i i know some we all know some men who use it like i even heard people say, like i don't know what's wrong with me i'm going to therapy but you're gonna still do what the fuck you're doing so like that's, you know what i mean like people use that for real like right. you know the famous i'm man i'm fighting these demons <laughs> okay right let me fight these demons in your bed though okay right. like we all fighting demons but like at the end of the day like you can't keep like ruining amazing people because you're like, you know what I mean? Like we got to say that again. Tell like, them again. <laughs> you got to deal with your stuff. Like, yeah. And I, I just think that you, you just gotta, you, we just gotta deal with it. And I, I do hope that men do feel that connection. Um, I would like to have that relationship more with men. I, I do say it all the time because I think um, with specific things, it, you know, like you, you benefit a lot from it. Just like as you being a woman or I did find as a woman, like I'm sure it's nothing like connecting with other women and, and having that um, that type of experience. So like I, I do wish that it would be more. Um, you know what I mean? Like we could have that as well. Similar. I think we're, we're, we're working towards it, but I think we have a little bit more ways to go. But um I'm hopeful, but I, but I, I do see a lot of 
fuck fuck girls, fuck boys, that whole type of rhetoric. So I just think we got a lot of underneath pain that we are feeling about how men have treated women and women have treated men. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. No, it's, it's no, a lot. I agree. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. There's, there's a lot of underlying things that have not been addressed. And it's, and again, it goes back to that, that loyalty, that space. Who do we make space for and how? People mm-hmm. have to learn to make space for themselves before they can make space for other people. That's that. that. Yes, that is where the discrepancies come in. And again, there's so many things, gender bias, gender norms, race, uh, racial, you know, stuff that all make it harder to make those spaces for yourself because you're so focused on so many outside factors. Influences have a big part of how you treat yourself and how you view yourself. So um, it's very understandable why we don't feel like or why it's difficult for these things to happen. Mm-hmm. Not impossible. However, people have to be ready for a great deal of pain in order to truly create a space of comfort. You can write that and put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> right, let's put on some t-shirts. Get your t-shirts down. A great deal of pain for a true space of comfort. Wow, that is just that is really something. It, 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 everything is everything, and everything always goes back to self source. Like, mm-hmm. right? Being loyal to yours. What a topic, girl! You <laughs> did your thing. You did your thing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay, yes, mom. We're and we're actually gonna end it now because I did want to talk to you about something. I know I told you what I talked about, but I think we've had a really good conversation and it's been almost two hours. And I do want you to come back, so I definitely think we should table the the topic that okay, we were yeah. us and actually pair it with the um, like men and spaces and vulnerability just in general because mm-hmm. um, I think it will all go together um, so I would love to have you back if you love to be back Stanley you know? I would love so this was a pleasure and I love um, listening to you know all the other ones that you've done and you know Thank I'm you. supporting I love you and this is so inspiring and so powerful and I'm glad that you're like using this as a healing vehicle and you're like being consistent and like doing your shit like that's amazing Thank you, my friend. You know I love you. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to read my poem that I wrote earlier today. And then we are going to do what we did last week where we close out with one thing this week that I was kind of like, eh. And one thing that I'm looking forward to either this week, weekend, whatever to come. But just something I'm looking forward to. Okay. Uh, or you can also even do something that you enjoyed this week. It doesn't have to be something that was like, eh. If you want to do something you enjoyed this week, um, something you're not looking forward to, either one. It's all the same. Um, and if you don't have anything that you're not looking forward to, that's also okay. Also, people in the comments, too. <laughs> all right, Mom. Anyway, and if you want to write in the comments, too, something that you're looking forward to or whatever, whatever, go ahead. Uh, but anywho, so... <clears throat> in my journal, where is it? Sorry, I gotta write where. Let's start. 
Okay. So it's titled Bad Girl. <laughs> um, and it basically just says, Bad Girl. When I'm silent, I tell myself I'm a bad girl. When I'm silent, I tell myself I'm not worth it. When I'm silent, I agree to fear. When I'm silent, I'm empty. When I'm silent, I'm alone. When I'm silent, I'm lonely. Silent and alone. Um, yeah. So that was a poem <laughs> of me just getting to the root. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually ended it there because I believe in a part two to that poem where silent and alone transforms into something different. Wow. Um, to something that actually uplifts me. Um, but this is part of the uplifting process. So the poem is not done. That is just the first part of it. Um, and those are the roots. So we'll see what it branches out to later. Um, but right now, yeah. Silent and alone. Um, Stanley, so did you think about something you're either looking forward to or that you experienced that was good or vice versa? <laughs> Um, that was a beautiful poem, by the way. Like, that was, I love that. Thank you, thank I love you. That. When I'm silent, I love that. Okay. My, I'm going, I'll, okay, anyway, so what am I excited for? What am I, what, what am I looking forward to? Um, oh, I'm excited because I just, after all this time for so long, I have, like, really looked into it a lot. Um, long story short, like, I'm, I'm gonna finally be getting braces to fix my teeth, which has been an issue for me for like forever. So I found the right thing and like the money insurance stuff is starting to come together. So I will be able to correct my smile, which is like a big thing for me. You know, it's it's it's, it's been an insecurity of mine for a while. So mm -hmm. to get that corrected is like a huge blessing. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> my last line is about to get my um retainers. I'm done with this crazy shit. I'm so happy. Come on, retainers. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest right. of your Come life. on, retention. That's exactly what the lady told me. She's like, every night for the rest of your life. Yep. I was like, that is going to fuck up sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So this is my mother. And we will have discussions where she's just going to get outright nasty. We like, love it. That's how my grandma not is. Nasty is beautiful. It's all That's beautiful. not what I mean. I mean, like, anyway. Sensual is beautiful. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. And then you're, do you have a second thing that you're like, mm, or whatever, or... Um, this week I was somewhere where I was told to be there at a time and I was, I, I, I don't, I take time serious. Like I'm very, I've always been pressed about that. Like I'm about time. So if I'm, if I'm going somewhere and I'm giving my time and I'm showing up and I'm doing what I need to do, then that means you need to do what you need to do. So I went to the meeting and then the person was like super late. And then when I got there, they were being, <laughs> they were like helping other people and do other things. Mm -hmm. So, you know me, I'm just trying to be, I'm like, okay, God, come on, Jesus, Jesus please, please be with me, please be with me. Then he said, he like, oh, like, da -da -da. I'm like, um, 
I was told to come here at two o'clock. I'm confused as to why. What? And then he, then I was like, I actually have to go. I have a, um, I gotta be at work. And then he's like, Oh, you need to tell me right now. Um, when can we reschedule? Because so and so. And then I was like, Well, I was told to come here. He's like, Oh no, it's your fault because you know now you gotta leave. Could be. When I say somebody would have got an ass whooping. Now, right? That's what I'm like. It's I, he. I literally what I had to do. And I've never done this in my life. Like I looked at him and he said, I, and he's like, I need you to tell me something. And I literally walked away. Like I have never <laughs> in my life. Good job. I just walked away because I knew like they was going to call security on me. It was going to be a problem. So I'm like, let me, just, let me just walk away. Like what they say. Like, so I did that. It, and then I, at, once I got home and thought about it, I'm like, I really laughed. I'm like, wow, I, I've never done it in my life. But it, it really pissed me off to such extent that I was like, it's it's not gonna be good. Don't that good energy, on no Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what what about you, girl? What's what's going on with you? What, what's your... Um, for me, I would say, honestly, I would say my highlight. Um, mm-hmm. well, my mom sent me this podcast uh, well not podcast excuse me this book i'll just say quick this audio book called i think it's um i think is it all things are here to help you or what what's the one you sent me ma everything is here to help you by matt Kahn. yes also the universe always has a plan that one. oh no that one that's the first Ooh. one you sent me. so the universe always has a plan is what my mom has sent me the first one and there was a chapter about anger and it was like about release and letting go and he was saying, like, you know, you know when you've reached true. I mean, this could be true for some people and not for others. Because I kind of feel like, mm. But he's saying that when you reach a point where you can look at the things that have hurt you or angered you and say, thank you for this gift. I think this is the first time for me where I can look back at my previous partner and say, thank you for this gift. Because... The, it, the situation broke me to a point of full exposure mm-hmm. and I could not hide from the nakedness of it all. I could no longer wow. try to escape all the things that were, like I said, deeply rooted within me. I think the relationship brought me, had to bring me to my lowest point so that I could see what I was, what I was rooted in. Um, And so today I think is the first time that I can really look back at her and say, thank you for this gift. Um, Because I have been allowed to, I have been allowed to invite myself in and I have allowed, been allowed to invite myself home and I don't know if I would have, I mean, I would have been able to do eventually. However, I'm so grateful that at 25, when I've experienced um, many things and I'll experience much more, that before I get there, I am a, I'm learning to equip myself with the necessary tools that I need in order to go from place to place, person to person. Um, so yeah, I, I thank her for the opportunity um so that is my that is my uh high for this week wow. um wow. and my eh, <laughs> um 
I'm trying to think because I feel like something happened to me this week and I can't remember. Oh, my uh, my end this week. I, did I tell you about the Red Bull story today? I told you no. Mm-mm. Oh, that was somebody else. Okay. I don't drink caffeine, y'all. I don't really <laughs> drink caffeine. If I have caffeine, it's probably in a soda or something. Like, my boss got me a coffee, like, maybe two weeks ago, whatever. It was Vietnamese coffee. It was so damn good. But I don't really, it's not something I seek out, not something to ask for, whatever. I like free shit, though. But anyway, mm-hmm. I don't have a good sleep schedule sometimes. And I have to be at work at 7 in the morning. So today, I decided to get a Red Bull straight into work. Did not eat anything. All I have is my pills that I took this morning. Mm-hmm. Went to work. Went straight for the Red Bull and some fucking beef jerky. Worst combination. Don't know why I chose that, but I chose that. Mm-hmm. I jugged this Red Bull down like it was grape juice. I don't know why I thought that was a smart idea, but I was chugging it. And about 10 minutes into my shift, I am bouncing in place. <laughs> my heart is racing. And I'm literally like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm like, hi, how are you? Do you need a bag today? Okay, no. Okay, your total is 10.95. Okay, thank you. Next guest. Hi, do you need a bag today? Like, I'm literally like, oh, my God. Like, why? I can't stop moving. And then I'm sweating. I do not drink Red Bull. And there's great reason for it. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm in a different place now like it was worse the first time I ever tried Red Bull I actually stayed up for two days straight and when I finally fell asleep I crashed so hard my kneecaps were burning like my knees were killing me but it was finals week and I had to get through yeah, um, yeah. however that was the first time I ever had Red Bull and I felt immediately terrible after um, but now that I'm in a different place where I don't create as much dopamine levels as by myself as I used to and all that other excitement, I needed it. Um, but yeah, it was still just as bad. My heart was on fire. Never. Again. And then what made it worse is I had to take a massive shit, ran, took a shit, came back, started drinking it again. Don't know what's wrong with me. Wow. You, you probably went from the two together. I was over here like, I don't like being wasteful. I don't want to waste my money that I just spent on this Red Bull. That was good old food stamps. How dare I throw this in the garbage? Started drinking it again. And then I was like, if you don't put that shit down, I'll slap you myself. So put it down. Didn't touch it for the rest of the day. But then when I went home, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot my Red Bull. And I was like, if you don't get the step in. Like, <laughs> it was a mess. So that was my eh for the week. <laughs> Okay. Yes. I ain't never Mommy, what was yours since you're here still? Um, you know, it's really bad because I just kind of go through my days and just do shit and I don't really focus on highs and lows, good to bad. Um, I can say, I guess, um, we had our, um, this might not be an up, but I'll, I'll do the. I have to do it in reverse because. Okay. <laughs> so, we had a, a brunch with one of the teams that I support. We um, went out to eat, and I something happens to me when I'm with those people. I don't know. I mean, part of me is myself. The other part of me is feels out of place, and I don't notice it until I'm actually in conversation with them. And they'll be talking about something and then I'll add my two cents. And I always feel like the room goes silent. And like I'm either didn't share something. I shared something I shouldn't have shared or I people don't understand me. And so that kind of happened this time. I was in the middle of a story and then got interrupted by the, the waiter bringing food and everybody just 
went on to that and then never came back to what I was talking about. So I felt that feeling I always feel where, where I feel like, am I oversharing mm-hmm. or did what I was talking about not fit into context of what they were talking about? So I had that, you know, and I pretend I'm me, I'm smiling, I'm laughing, I'm being Kuyani, but that shit was fucking with me. And so then um, later on, um, yesterday morning, actually, because that shit was still bothering me. And yesterday morning, I was talking to um, my friend who I'm doing a podcast with um, and starting in January. And she called me because she had the same experience. I had told no one about this. So she called me and she was like, do you ever feel like you overshared and you feel really stupid afterwards? I'm like, this motherfucker, how are you going to call me? With the same shit that just happened to me, like for real, like what are you doing? So she starts breaking down what happened to her, and in that moment, I was like, "Fuck these niggas!" Like I don't even care if they think that I said too much or I said the wrong thing. I mean, since I've known them, like my first um, dinner outing with them once when I started working there, we're at this fancy ass restaurant. I'm trying all this crazy food that's delicious, and I'm like free food and it's expensive shit. And they started talking about Rihanna and Chris Brown and how they were basically like Chris Brown should be canceled and all this whatever because he should have never put his hands on it. I was like, well, um, I'm saying Riri don't look like nobody that you fuck with like that. I don't think that Chris Brown was the first one to lay hands. Dead silence. Whole table looking at me like, the fuck? I mean, and I've been at this company all of like six weeks. And everybody's looking at me like I'm out of my goddamn mind. And I'm like, but uh, uh, that's how I feel. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't condoning him putting his hands on her because even if mm-hmm. she did hit him, he should have pulled over, got the fuck out, and left her. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, this is Reeve, y'all. Like, come on. But that was the first time. And every time I go to dinner with them, it's already too late by, by the time I open my mouth. <laughs> Every fucking time I feel like I shouldn't be talking. So when my girlfriend called me and had the same situation, I was like, let me tell you something. Um, If you create a space for these people and you dare to share whatever it is that is on your heart, they were privileged to get that information. If they think and judge you in any way, then fuck them. They didn't recognize the gift that they got, the gift that is you, period. So fuck them. Don't lament over what you gave. I mean, immediately when she got on the phone and said that shit, I was healed. I was done. I released that shit. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you now, I got on a wine tasting, a virtual wine tasting with them um, on Thursday night, I think it was. And I was my whole self. Because I don't know why. So I wasn't talking about the the notes and the oakiness and the black cherry and all I was like this shit tastes nasty I don't like it this cheese smells like dirty mop water and they listen when I tell you they were like Kuyani you should do reaction videos you're so fucking awesome and I was sitting there and saying in the back of my head yeah but I can read y'all motherfucking minds when I be at them tables and how y'all be looking at me so fuck you you know and I just say that I say that because that's the job, you know, and I, I, want, I like my job. But I'm like, I didn't care anymore. I didn't care if you liked me. I didn't care if you complimented me. I didn't mm-hmm. care. I never feel 
like I feel like I'm on the outside looking in in all those spaces and maybe it's in my head and maybe it's not, but I know that I'm committed to not giving a fuck from this moment on. So mm-hmm. my highs and lows in reverse, I guess, if you can figure out which one was which. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. This is my mom, ladies and gentlemen. This is I love it. I mean, I have a dirty <laughs> mouth and I this like where it. I get it from. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anywho, thank you for sharing, Mother. Um, as always, it has always been a pleasure to connect with you all and to just share space. Um, we're going to close out with my song, Miss You Goodbye by K. Michelle, my girl, the homie, lover, friend. Um, but yeah, so enjoy. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Xavier. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for hopefully learning something. Love you too, Mom. Good night. I just gotta hear my part when she. Right? You gotta hit that part. Oh, you can say you want to try and I make me cry. It goes in the line. Miss you, walk goodbye. That might be my favorite one. Right? <laughs> I wish that you could feel this pain so you could understand. I hate you not the one Oh, this part I hate you moving on Cause my bed it was made for two But I sleep here alone Thank you, Nicolicious Nicolicious <laughs> Thank you I want to play the whole song, but I just love this song so much. <laughs> and I hold on to my and I pick up and I die. You wanna, you wanna. Oh. Oh. Let it go. My heart. My But. I gotta go. I gotta let it go. <laughs> Can't fight for this shit no more. Haha, <laughs> thanks to Denver. It's a little fucked up right now. I got smokers, folks, but. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my beautiful people. I love you, Stanley. I'm gonna FaceTime you after. Okay. Um, but yes, another successful episode. Thank you for episode eight. I love you guys so much. Can't wait to see you on episode nine. And I will see you on the next one. This has been Ignoramus with Joy. I'm your host, Joy Mont, and I'll see you later. <laughs>